This is the Dubs Hub Podcast, the winning edition of the Dubs Hub Podcast after Game 5, Round 1 against the Kings. I'm here with Chris. How you doing, Chris? Man, can one of these games not be stressful? I guess Game <laughs> 3 wasn't stressful, but it seems like everyone has got me sweating. We out. Game 3 was a good game for the Dubs, and I was still stressed out. Maybe that's just how it's going to be here. Yeah, true. Um, but, wow, incredible. Incredible game in Sacramento. Dubs pull off a victory, survive a bad Steph game, um, survive a hot Fox early, although he cooled off later, and you know survive that Sacramento crowd, which they brought it in the beginning of the game, but the Warriors just kind of kept the tempo up. They they maintained that lead um, for a while. They almost blew it there in the fourth, but they really just kind of controlled the game from the jump. Well after the first quarter sort of home crowd bump from the Kings, uh, they were hitting threes like crazy in the first quarter. But um, after that, after the game settled down, the Warriors took control and just sort of rode it out. Um, And so they really, really survived. And that's 28 straight series now with a road win uh, in the playoffs for the dubs. I mean, absolutely incredible record, Um, man. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I I knew that the first quarter was going to be tough just because when you come back home during a playoff series, that first quarter is always crazy. Um, We saw it in Game 3 with the Warriors and tonight as well. But I was encouraged that they did not really miss from three. They were playing incredibly, and we were only down three at the end of that. I think that was really encouraging. And then you saw us win the second and third quarters kind of controlling in the beginning of the fourth but you know same as last game almost let it slip away again uh kind of the theme of the season so far but difference is we've been able to pull it out versus when the regular season we kind of let those those games slip away so i was definitely happy about that but yeah i i don't smell good um i probably won't be able to sleep for a little while (laughs) You know, it's. I'm just looking at. I'm looking over the uh, stat sheet now, and it's just kind of incredible. Both of the teams tonight finished under 30% from three, and that's after the Kings hit eight threes in the first quarter, which is a franchise record for them. And they were shooting. You know, I I was checking the stats throughout the game, and halfway through the second uh, quarter, they were shooting over 50% from three. So they went ice cold after coming out super hot. And I, I, I mean. That can't all be just the Kings getting cold, right? The the Warriors made adjustments and, uh, and and really were able to shut them down. I mean, the Warriors were cold as well from three. Uh, we actually shot worse uh, from yeah. the three-point line than them. This was just a real playoff game, um, and I thought the game changed. And it, we said the same thing last podcast, but... I don't know why it takes so long for the Warriors to realize you can drive on this Kings team. I yeah. thought Poole did a good job of that, um, kind of in the second and more in the first half. But then Steph, Wiggins, you saw Gary slash, and even Clay was getting to the rim. Definitely Draymond. Um, it's like, man, if those threes aren't falling versus the Kings, it's not like they're a great defensive team. Just put your head down and get to the rim. So I thought they really did a good job of that tonight. Yeah, after coming out in the first quarter and um, 
shooting 53s and they only lost the game by by three points and had a chance to win it on that Wiggins three but uh, you know clearly they hadn't developed the game plan of hey attack and attack the paint they don't have a rim protector let's get in there and really expose it or maybe the coaches were trying to drive that home but the players just weren't executing um they've flipped that switch and last game i think we only shot 34 threes and this game we we took 38 um, and so it's really been a focus of the offense to to break down the Kings defense in a pick and roll or a dribble handoff or a back cut, get into the paint and either put it up or kick it back out for a good look. Um, so it like it's OK to shoot a bunch of threes if you're if your strategy is to get inside first and then find the open man. Like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's just really when the Warriors get lazy with their offense, they settle for tough threes or deep threes early yeah. in the shot clock when they really just should be executing their offense and, and, and breaking down the Kings defense, which we know is not that great. And you, honestly, we could say the same thing for the Kings. Like I thought they started to get back into the game once Malik oh, yeah. kind of put his head down and was getting to the rim, getting fouled. Uh, Fox was doing the same thing. Even Harrison Barnes was driving and that's like kind of what the fourth quarter was. It wasn't, super it was the lowest scoring um quarter for both teams but they were actually getting to the rim getting to the foul line so it was real playable playoff basketball tonight in the fourth quarter um and yep. that's in that situation i think the warriors are going to have the edge on the kings yeah i mean absolutely they're well-seasoned playoff team um so i mean a couple of things i wanted to just call out which have been a theme throughout the series and i thought were important tonight um was one, the rebounding battle, and in particular, the offensive rebounding battle. And then the second is turnovers. Um, so sticking on the rebounding point, uh, the the Warriors loon. actually lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Loon was absolutely incredible. 22 boards tonight. What a, what a beast. Yeah. Um, I mean, but so the Warriors lost the rebounding battle technically 43 to 44. They lost the offensive rebounding battle 11 to 12, but to start the game, the Kings were dominating inside on the glass. They yeah. early in the game, the Kings had like five offensive boards at one point to the Warriors one, and it was pretty obvious what was going on. They were just coming out more physically. They were taking it to the dubs with their home court advantage and, and getting that energy boost. Um, and the Warriors needed to push through and battle back, and, and they absolutely did. And you're right. I mean, Looney leading the way, Draymond close behind him, so physical inside. It was amazing to see. Yeah. Looney, I mean, 22 rebounds, 7 assists, only 1 turnover. Just yep. crazy game. And, and we brought this up last podcast, but I mean, 35 minutes for him, that's like pretty crazy. Because during the regular yep. season, he's really only playing 20 to 25. So, you know, Steph played 42. I know Kerr said he wanted to keep him around like 38 today. It was just, this was such a big game. Game five, when the series is 2-2, it's just a massive game, especially on the road. And, you know, Steve really kept the rotation tight, basically only played eight. And, uh, you know, I thought every single person that played tonight had a really big impact. Um, yeah. I thought the game changed kind of when Gary came in um, for pool in the second half. I thought we were getting like cooked on defense. He brought a level of just like diving on the ground, 
reaching for balls, grabbing rebounds. Um, not that Poole didn't – I thought Poole actually had a decent game on defense as well, just kind of a decent overall floor game. Uh, he shot poorly, but I thought he was actually trying on um, defense tonight. But, yeah, man, and we can't forget about the new six-man of the year, Draymond, off the bench tonight. I mean, what a huge game. Yeah, to me, Draymond was the difference in the game. I mean, obviously, Looney was incredible. But uh, Draymond, again, came off the bench. He he ended up playing 32 minutes anyway. Yeah. 8 of 10 from the floor. He hit a 3. He got to the line a bunch. Only hit 4 out of 8. But he's never been a good free throw shooter. Um, only four rebounds, but he was boxing out. He was, oh, yeah. you know, he was physical inside. He was, he was contesting at the rim, um, and, and just absolutely 20, incredible game. Yeah, twenty-one points. It's the first time he scored over twenty in almost four years, is what they said on the broadcast. So, yeah, pretty crazy that he comes off the bench in like a massive road game in the playoffs and scores twenty-one. He seems to always come up big in the the big time games which makes it frustrating when he you know takes himself out with (laughs) getting suspended or foul trouble or technical trouble it's like bro we need you out there you're a playoff player oh he's a hall of famer top he should have been in the top 75 list i mean absolutely snubbed from that list um and yeah the warriors you know coming into this series there was some chatter on the Sacramento side and from some of the national talking heads that, that the Kings had the inside advantage against the Warriors because of Sabonis, who, hey, I, I like Sabonis. I think he's a good player. He is absolutely deserving of an all-NBA third team this year. He had a great season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he's skilled offensive player, great passer, and a good rebounder. Like, he's physical. I like watching him. But... They just clearly underestimated who Kevon Looney and Draymond Green were. And just one one point on Kevon Looney with his rebounding. He joins Wilt Chamberlain and Nate Thurman, two Warriors legends, as the only players in Warriors history to record multiple 20-rebound games in the same playoff series. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. And, and we make the joke about build the statue, but hey, if he keeps this up, it oh, may yeah. not be a joke anymore. I mean, the the we talked about this last time, but the run he's had in the past two years, like, where would they be without him? Um, just being yeah. an Iron Man, like, I mean, you could say that with Draymond as well. Like, if they don't have one of, if one of them gets hurt or one of them gets suspended or anything, it's like, man, those are really the only two bigs we have on the entire team. So they've done a huge load carrying carrying the team against kind of a bigger front line with Sabonis. So, yeah. yeah and uh, one one guy we haven't really mentioned much, but who had a pretty solid game was Andrew Wiggins. Definitely. Played almost 40 minutes again. He played 39, 39 minutes tonight. He was great on defense. He had a couple of really nice blocks, a couple of steals, 20, a quiet 20 points. I mean, on an efficient 9 of 16, 2 of 5 from 3. Um, didn't get to the line, but I mean, he was just very, very solid. Plus ten on the night. Um, Wiggins is bl- all the way back. Yeah, yeah, some clutch buckets too. That one he had. Um, I think it was the bucket right before Steph got that and one at the end. He hit a nice uh, mid range, oh, yeah. which was huge. And like you said, without Wiggins, we just don't have that same level of physicality physicality there's like no one else on the roster who kind of does what he does he's like a big three 
small ball four. We don't have another one of those on the roster. So that allows yeah. us to split the time with Looney and Draymond. And then we can go out there with the, the three guard lineup. Um, so yeah, man, he was crucial tonight. I also thought um, Clay had a pretty decent game tonight. He shot well, yeah. um, kind of had some boneheaded turnovers. Um, but once again, I mean, he showed up. He hit. He led the team in threes. Basically, the only guy who shot well from three tonight. Um, Clay would have had a huge game if he wasn't in foul trouble. He was yeah. hitting ridiculous fadeaways Crazy. off the dribble. I mean, yeah, you're right. He had some some really dumb turnovers, but that's what Clay does sometimes. He ended the game plus fourteen. Mm-hmm. Only played thirty two minutes um, and had twenty five points. Yeah, he was he was clearly on one. And if he had been able to play like a full 35, 40 minutes, he could have gone for 40 tonight. I mean, he was seeing something tonight. The yeah, rim was and, wide open for him. And and you knew that was going to happen too. I mean, everyone's been talking about that. There's going to be a game where Clay kind of sets fire and carries the offense for himself for a little bit, which is definitely necessary, especially when Steph um, – I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say Steph had a bad game tonight. I mean, he had 31 um, and 8. Pretty good game. Uh, he shot poorly from three, but you know he was driving. He was doing what he did. But yeah, he turned the ball over on some dumb passes. But um, he had five turnovers and didn't shoot well. But you're right, he's Steph Curry. Like he still impacts the game in a winning way. He was a plus four on oh, the night. Sure. So I yeah. mean, it is what it is. You're, you're going to get that from Steph. Sometimes he's just going to be cold or turn the ball over. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out is the Warriors won by seven points tonight. Curry was a plus four, which means that the non-Steph minutes were plus three. And I think that's the first time in the entire series that uh, the non-Steph minutes were positive. So that's yeah, awesome. I, I would definitely point to Clay and Draymond for that. Um, oh, yeah. They definitely carried the load when Steph was sitting. I know. And Wiggins. First, yeah, and Wiggins. And in the first quarter when Steph came out, um, I know we lost the lead a little bit. But in that third quarter when he came out, we were still playing well, which, I mean, if we play well in the non-Steph minutes, we're pretty hard to beat because most games you can assume we're going to lose those. And like I feel like the coaching staff even like factors that in. They're like, okay, we're going to rest Steph here for three minutes. We're probably going to lose those minutes, so we got to get it that in. So, yeah. That was a major plus. But, yeah, man, definitely a super stressful game things look great for the Warriors now. I mean, I wouldn't say the series is over at all just because, you know, the Kings win the next one. It's a game seven on their home floor. So can't really Mm -hmm. say that, but you know, things are looking good, just needing to win one game. And they're going back to chase center where they, they haven't lost in the playoffs yet and were great all season. So kind of, what are you, what are you looking for in in game six, game six, clay? (laughs) I, I hope so. That would be a movie. But um, I'm, what I'm looking for in game six is more production from two guys. Um, Can I guess school? who they are? Go ahead. Is one of them Dante? Who's the other? Poole? Yes. Those two guys. <laughs> Dante came in. He didn't shoot very well tonight. He played 17 minutes. Gary Payton played 16 minutes. Um, but Dante was a minus 11 on the night. And he was making some good plays because he's a good basketball player and a winning basketball player. 
Yeah. Um, but but it wasn't a great night from Dante again. He's really only had one good game, which was the much needed game three win at Chase Center. Um, he's clearly a better player at home, and I, I've just noticed that the Kings are defending him with um, some of their longer wings. Like I I noticed Murray on him. I noticed Barnes on him, and those guys. Um, they're not as fast as Dante, but Dante isn't like lightning quick where he can beat them off the dribble and get to the rim and avoid getting blocked. So he's yeah. sort of getting thrown out of rhythm by the bigger players who are defending him. And that's been a problem for him, for him on offense. So he hasn't been able to really overcome that so far this series. I think at home, that home cooking is going to kick in and uh, we're going to get a nice Dante game in game six. Um, it's kind of the same concept with Jordan Poole. He's, you know, he's not, he, he's a better, uh, scorer than DiVincenzo clearly. Um, and I thought he was going to be able to make some space tonight and really get off. But, um, you know, it's been kind of a tough, tough series for Poole overall. Um, similar in a similar way. I think the home court advantage and the fans, the adrenaline is going to get him hyped up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's been true kind of this whole playoff series. We saw that Poole and Dante were pretty ineffective in games one and two, but uh, I thought Poole played good in three and four. Uh, Dante played good in three. I I don't think Poole had a terrible game tonight. Um, you know, he no, he six... he wasn't too bad. He just didn't yeah. shoot very well. No, he didn't. I'm if Poole shoots good, then that's like the best thing but I, I really think his value is kind of moving the ball and breaking down the defense tonight he had six assists and no turnovers which is pretty crazy that he didn't turn over the ball in 23 minutes I don't know how that happens he seems to always be turning over the ball but yeah man I, I agree with you I think at least one person out of the core five is going to step up um at home in game six and it's going to be needed i mean the kings have been there all series the kings have been very very tough tougher than i thought i mean only one game out of the five so far has been kind of um a blowout either way like both kings wins the warriors were right there um and two out of the three warriors wins um the kings were right there and they could have won either of those games so I don't expect really anything different, especially with the Kings uh, back against the wall. You know, they don't want to go home. They want to come back. Uh, they want to go back home for game seven where they'd probably be, I guess they wouldn't be favored in, in the sports books. But, I mean, game seven, anything can happen, just how, how we saw it in uh, 2016. So, yeah. yeah Warriors got to take, take care of business uh, and I, on Friday. I was, I was really happy to see Gary um, – get some minutes i was kind of confused in the first half why he he didn't play that much but um yeah i thought he played a really good game like my theory for my theory for that is steve kerr is leaning into trying divincenzo and even a little bit of moody first because both of them are better shooters than peyton and is dante um, a better shooter though a hundred percent dante is a very good shooter come on Not (laughs) not this series it's true true no um, but he he is he is yeah and and i and the reasoning is that like going small starting pool has worked as well because spacing is able to open up the floor against the king's bad defense um and so 
moving away from those guys like Looney, um, Draymond, and Peyton. I mean, and when I mean moving away, I mean like stacking them on the floor at the same time, only having one on the floor at once. Um, it, I, I think, is Kerr's idea in this series. So that's why he's leaned into DiVincenzo more than Peyton. But I think Peyton's been more effective despite the lack of spacing. So I would, I would agree. Uh, um, I was confused by that by that in this game too so well i'm glad he came in because um yeah like i said he brought just physicality physicality like good defense just flying all over and he i mean he scored he he scored four out of five times you know was attacking the rim with with force so i was happy to see that but yeah man um just wrapping up here definitely a crazy game five um edge of the couch type of night uh classic Warriors win just kind of with defense rebounding and just making enough shots to to get out of there it wasn't really even though it was a high scoring game the end of the game was basically about who could defend better who could rebound better and just kind of close out more um yeah I mean Warriors I think Warriors are going to win this game six and wrap it up in six games at Chase Center um, just because they've been so dominant at home. And and one thing that I noticed at the end of game five, I know we're wrapping up here, but Fox, you know, was hot to start the game. He came out, he had, he had that um, wrapping around his broken index finger. We were curious how he was going to look shooting and he knocked down a few threes. Then he cooled off from deep, but he was still like causing problems for the Warriors. And at the start of the fourth, I believe he had 22 points. He ended the game with 24. Yeah. So he really, you know, and there was a moment where he was kind of grabbing at his hand. He may have gotten hit on, on I a think random he, play. Um, I think it was the play where he poked the ball away from Steph in the fourth quarter. He like uh, reached around his back and poked it out. And then he was like grabbing at that ever since that play. Yeah. So it's possible that that, that was really slowing him down. So that's unfortunate. I mean, we don't want to win that way, but you know, I would look out for that in game six to see how Fox is feeling. And, um, if he, if he's able to kind of get his offense going, Monk, Monk did his best to keep him in the game, but, uh, Fox cooling off was really the nail in the coffin for the Kings in this one. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, if they don't, if he's not going in clutch time, really don't have anyone else who can like dribble and create stuff for other players really other than monk but he, he doesn't really pass except he had kind of two nice passes which i was like well i didn't know he had that in his bag yeah, yeah it's not the same level not the same level of creation you know no definitely not but oh yeah i can't wait it's a quick turnaround the warriors play at 5 p.m uh pacific time on friday early game um I'm hoping that the Chase crowd arrives early. It's kind of a it's rare for a weekday start. Um, but, yeah, I hope we bring the energy. And, man, it's, that's a big game. I, I don't want to be going on the road for a game seven, regardless of the opponent. So definitely looking for a big, you know, Splash Brothers game. I think Wiggins is going to be solid. The goons, the two big goons, will have a good game, and then, like we said, one uh, one or two of the uh, the others need to show up. And I think we can uh, wrap this on and move on to uh, to the next round. Let's get it. I'm feeling confident. Dubs and six. Let's go. We'll uh, we'll check in with you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, 
if the series ends, look out for an article coming out, and uh, we'll we'll be hopping on a podcast after the next game, regardless. So, let's go, Dubs. Dubs and six. Yes, sir. Thank you.